Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn over to uh, Psalms 33.9. We concluded with this verse last week. We're talking about containers. Um, and the Bible says, for he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. And I'm going to jump into this thing pretty strong here so that, you know, we can still get out at a good time because I, I, I know where we need to go next week. Um, and I'm excited about what God's teaching us right now. How about you? I realize for some, I'm laying out some things that you've heard before, but guess what? You need to hear it again because faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. And I said this last week that I've been to Walmart, I can't tell you how many times in St. Augustine, all right? And I know some people there. Now, I don't, you know, like when I say I know them, I know them by face. They know me by face in that context. And so they've seen me spend plenty of money. I don't think they're adding it up personally, but they know that I have spent plenty of money. Now, if I went to Home Depot, a whole other idea there, they probably know me by name there, okay? I've spent tons of money at Home Depot thanks to Anchor Faith Church. But with that being said, I cannot go in there tomorrow and pull something off the shelf, walk by and say, hey, we good? It requires me to have this, the currency required to take the object out. Every time, I've got to bring new currency in. Every time. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I bring the same dollar in. I do, I do bring the same card, put it in there, put my little debit number. It's the same one, and it pulls out of the same account. And obviously, there's probably never any cash in mine. It's all just electronical numbers. Are you with me? So I put that thing in there and pull it out, put that thing in there and pull it out. It says, uh, you know, process accepted. But you understand, if that card's not loaded, because every time I put it in, it releases something and it pulls out of my account. Faith comes by hearing, not from having heard. You can't just be in a church service and think because you've heard a scripture once that you are going to be able to apply it um, uh, without ever looking at it again. Are you with me? Without taking the time to study it. You have to put it in, in, in operation. So some things we're going to say here is going to help get your bank account full concerning your containers. Uh, for others, you hadn't even had this added to your account. Yes, it is be good, new for you, and it'd be exciting. Amen? So with that being said, well, again, we saw here he spoke. This is God. It was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. And we took the time to go through Genesis in the beginning where God said, let there be. God said, let there be. God said, let there be, and there was. And every time he said it, it happened. Every time he said it, it happened. Every time he said it, it happened. And every time he said it, he said something different each time. And whatever he said happened. So his words, in essence, were containers that had something in it. Sometimes that word would be let there be light, so it had light in it. Sometimes it had let the, the sea give forth fish, and so that container had fish. Every form of, of sea creature was in that word. He opened that container up. He said, out of this water, I want every uh, uh, living creature that will live in the sea, and they were created because it was in that container. didn't happen on the first day. You hear me? So his words were specific and created exactly what he said. That's why the Bible told us that in Isaiah, that my word that I send out of my mouth will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I have sent it. It won't return void, meaning it will not, it will not come back empty. It will come back accomplishing what was spoken. Are you with me? 
So then we see this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. The word dominion means to govern, to rule, to control things, to manage, to master something, to have rulership. Okay? So man was to have dominion. Now notice it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. So what this lets us know is that God operates a way and he's allowing man to operate that way. Okay, are you with me? Now we said this last week, God's word never fails. Never. Never fails. And I can guarantee if I pulled half of you up here, maybe even more, you could give me some scenario that somebody said they were believing God and it didn't work in their life, and you're trying to figure out why it didn't, and I'm going to tell you right now to your face, God's word didn't fail. It's not his fault. That's a tough statement, but, you know, it's just the truth nonetheless because you cannot find a place where God the Father, when he spoke creation into existence, that something said, I ain't doing it. Never. So we have to conclude if God's word is not producing, it's not a God problem. I said it's not a God problem. Most people believe this anyway. They believe God will do what he says. God can do whatever he says. They believe God has that power. The problem is, is that we don't always make the connection uh, of what's going on. So we then conclude when we know God has a word and we are saying that word in a situation, then it's not coming to pass. Then all of a sudden we say, well, I guess God doesn't want to, but God always does his word. So there's something you don't know. I said, there's something you don't know that's hindering something. Amen. The one man came to Jesus and said, look, my son, uh, you know, has this issue. I asked your disciples, they couldn't get to work. If you can do anything, and Jesus said, if I can, all things are possible. How many things? All things are possible to him who believes. He said, I do believe, help my unbelief. This is the problem because of the sin nature. When we, when Adam fell from dominion, when he lost access to the kingdom, when he uh, sinned against God, when transgression came into the world, we realized his first action was to hide and run from responsibility. And even though we are born again believers, a lot of times we want to run from responsibility because our mind is not renewed to the word of God. And as a result of that, a lot of times, even though our nature's changed in the spirit, our mind still responds like it did when we were lost. So we don't want to take responsibility. We run away from things, and then we say, well, maybe God had a different plan. Instead of saying, God, what's the plan? Are you with me? Okay. So then dominion means, again, to govern, to rule, to control things, to manage, to master something, to have rulership. So God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Then he says, and let them have dominion or rule. So we know this then, God rules. Because God made man in his image to rule like he rules. So the question is, how does God rule? That would be a good question, right? Because again, if we look at the governments of the world or people who are in authority, we may not agree with how they rule. Some people in what we call dictatorships, okay, 
Um, they rule with an iron fist. They rule by keeping people in poverty, keeping people dependent upon them to the point that he'll, they'll kill them if they resist them. Fear is the motivation behind how they rule. And they will, they'll kill people. They'll do things. And so a lot of times, you know, we're thinking someone over, you know, we always tend to think the bad stuff. But God rules. God rules with his words. That's how he rules. God the Father rules with his word. How did he rule in creation? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then God, because he's the ruler. And when he said, it happened. God didn't have to go down there and wrestle a giraffe out of the earth. You are going to get up out of this dirt. Didn't have to do that. Are you with me? He rules with his words. That's how he rules. And everything listens. Everything. In fact, in Isaiah, when the devil, who was, you know, an anointed cherub at one time, we know him as Satan, the King James Version in Isaiah calls him Lucifer, he rebelled against God in, the, in his heavenly realm, in, in the third heaven realm, uh, and deceived a, um, a, a, a host of angels. And Jesus recalls this rebellion and says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. How fat, how did, did God have to go down there and say, you want, you want to, come on, you want to take this? He didn't rule with his fist. He cast him out with a word. With a word. Because he rules with his words. I saw Satan fall like what? Have you ever seen lightning flash? Man, you gone. Right? You gone. Well, let's pick this up then. Because again, we believe because words are containers, okay? God, whatever God says, that works. Well, then let's go on to the next person that we know is God because we said this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we see in the beginning, God the Father said, he spoke the word and it happened. Well, we know that word happens to be Jesus before he's Jesus because the son of God is the word. And the word wrapped itself in flesh according to 1 John or according to John chapter 1, verse 14. So let's see how Jesus operated then. In John chapter 8, verses 28 and 29, so Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do what? And I do what? And I do what? Come on. I only got a few minutes here. I do what? Nothing on my own initiative, but I what? But I what? Speak these things as the Father has taught me, and he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are what? Pleasing to him. Well, we could break this down just for a second here. If Jesus was pleasing to him, how was Jesus pleasing to him? There's only one way to please the Father. There's only one way. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 tells us how that. He says, and without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's not about God loving Jesus. That's about God the Father being pleased with Jesus. Because God the Father loved Jesus, but God the Father needed to be pleased with Jesus. And the only way he can be pleased with Jesus if Jesus lives by faith. And Jesus lived by faith because he only said what Daddy said. He only spoke what Daddy spoke. Are you with me? 
So if daddy's words have containers, guess whose other words have containers or containers? Jesus, or the son of God, he rules with his words. We see in John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50, it says, for I do not, what? Speak. I do not, what? Come on, help me out now. I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a command as to what to and what to. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I, I, just as the Father has told me. Let me put it this way. Jesus did not have an opinion in the matter. Well, let me tell you what my opinion is. Let me tell you what I think about this. Jesus did not live that way. Jesus would never have gotten on Facebook and said, let me tell you what I think about. He might have got on Facebook and said this, it is written. Probably would have said that. But he wouldn't have went out there and just told people what he thought. Let me tell you what I think about the way you dress right now. Let me tell you what I think about the way you act right now. Let me tell you what I think about the way you talk right now. Let me tell you what I think about the way you think about me. Right? Okay. Let's just get real, right? Let's just get real. But then let's go on to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verses 10 to 14 says this. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. So again, we see here, again, Jesus already said very clearly, listen, the Father spoke and everything was created and nothing resisted. The six days of creation when God spoke, nothing resisted the Father ever. His word never failed to do what it was sent to do. Jesus, every time he spoke, took place. He looked at the fig tree. He said, nobody eat from you again. Did it listen? Yeah. He got up out of the boat because he was tired, but they were, you know, concerned they were going to die. Wipes the sleep out of his eyes, what little bit he got, and he said, peace be still. What did the storm do? Peter, go fishing. There's going to be a fish that'll pick up some coins and get on your hook and go pay the tax. And what did the fish do? He told Peter's mother-in-law's fever to leave. What did it do? <laughs> he told the man at the pool of Bethesda, get up and walk. What did he do? Are you with me? And he wasn't speaking it because he felt sorry for him. Oh, you don't want to hear that. He wasn't speaking to him because he felt sorry for him. He wasn't speaking to him because, you know, he felt bad for him. He wasn't speaking to him because he thought, man, you need a break. He didn't speak to him for none of that. He only spoke because dad said speak. Because some, when you say something, it's a container. It's going to manifest. Are you with me? Because he rules with his words. Jesus would say this, I'm going to die, but on the third day, I'm going to come up. He's calling those things that be not as though they were. He was speaking containers. 
That's his faith talking. This is what's going to happen. 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 And did it happen on the third day? And the disciples didn't even believe it. After they've seen everything that he ever said happened, then when he comes out, and they hear that he came out because they went down and checked it and said he wasn't there, and they said an angel told us he wasn't here, that he's already resurrected, they didn't even believe it. So when he comes into the room where they're at, resurrected body, and he looks at them, and they're like, whoa, it is Jesus. He, the Bible says he rebuked them. How do you like the first meeting from the dead with his disciples is not, hey, guys, I'm back. Isn't it awesome? Man, I'm so excited y'all are believing for me. No, he goes, why did you not believe the words that came out of my mouth? My gosh, I was with you three years. I called you to myself. You saw it, and I told you I would come back, and you still didn't believe me. Said he rebuked him, rebuked them. We gloss over that word because we don't know how tough that word is. He needs you to believe him at his word. Why? Verse 12, truly, truly, I say to you, he who what? He who? He who? He who, say he who. Say you a he who. Say you a he who. It's not. Truly, truly, I say to you, when the pastor believes in me, truly, truly, I say to you, when the apostle believes in me, truly, truly, I say to you, when the uh, evangelist believes in me, truly, truly, when I say to you, when the prophet believes in me, truly, truly, I say to you, when the teacher, the anointed uh, man who can speak forth God's Words like the oracles of God believes in me. No, when he who, when he who believes in me, the works that I do, he who will. Right? He who will. He who believes is the he will, the he who will. He who will do also. Right? Verse 13 says, whatever you ask in my name. He says, whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name. Because he said, he, let's go back to verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will, I might think about it on Tuesday because I'm busy on Wednesday helping all these pastors get a word for all their congregations, so I'm busy. Because I go to the Father, whatever you ask in my name, that will I I said this last week. Do you believe God always does his word? Do you believe his word never fails? Yeah, yeah. I said, we'll find out. Because we do know Jesus, every one of his words never failed. It happened. Just as he said, it was done that way. Whatever he spoke, it happened. It was done. Man, that's Jesus. Okay, I'm going to put you all over. I'm good with that. I'll say this. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit doesn't rule by his words because he doesn't have any. Thinking, the Father says to the Son, the Son has a presence on the planet, and he actually speaks. The Holy Ghost is the one who's doing all the communication anyway, and he don't say nothing but what he hears. Nothing 
When you hear the Holy Ghost talking, it's because Jesus just told him something. Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, and Dad, what do you say? What do you think? What are you saying, Dad? What do you think right now? I have all authority on that planet right there. I have whipped, stripped, beat the devil, conquered him. I've taken it all back. Everything's ours. It's all ours, and I have the authority. My name gets it because I'm the king. So, Dad, what do you say about this? And he says, Son, tell him this. And he goes, Holy Ghost, tell him this. And you're supposed to say what you heard the Holy Ghost say that came from Jesus, that came from Daddy. And he says this, whatever you ask. Now, there's a condition there we'll talk about next week. don't have time this week. Whatever you ask in my name, that ain't, you know, your wish list. That's his will list. But let's go. We'll get that next week. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I, it's going to happen. So that the Father may be what? Glorified in the Son, if you ask me anything in my name. Go ahead, say it together. Come on, let's do that better. Come on, let's do it again. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. That's what he said. God is not a man that he shall lie. Jesus is not a liar either. If Jesus said he will do it, he will do it. Period. Exclamation point. Never question mark. Ever. Sometimes people are trying to speak for the Lord. Not speak what the Lord's saying. And that's different. So Father's words are containers that always happen. Jesus' words are containers, they always happen. If Jesus needed fig tree's roots to die and wither, it happened. If Jesus' container sent out words that caused leprosy to fall off bodies, it happened. If Jesus' words sent out to cause five loaves and two fish to turn into so much food that it feeds people, and there'll be enough leftovers so that the son, the boy that's offered the lunch in the first place can take 12 basketfuls home, then it did it. Then he tells us in Mark chapter 11. So Jesus answered, said to them, have faith in God. Faith comes by and hearing from the Word of God. You need to hear God's Word because God's words are containers, and if you'll believe His Word, then you'll get what's in the container. So Jesus said and answered, have faith in God, for surely I say to you, whoever, come on, don't fall asleep, we're almost done, whoever, whoever what, whoever what, whoever what, says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he, he what? He what? Will be done. He will have whatever he, whatever he, whatever he. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have, you receive them and you will have them. You got to say something. That's why you can't say, well, I hope we get them all. You got to say, thank you, Lord, 2121 US 1 South is ours. This Anchor Faith Church is ours. And I drive on the property. I say, thank you, Lord. I say, welcome to Anchor Faith Church. 
Welcome to Anchor Faith Church. This is Anchor Faith Church. This is the property. I walk around and this is the property. Why? I'm only calling that thing that God's already called that thing. And so that thing has to be what God said. And he'll move everything in order so that it will be as God said it will be. When God said to Moses, take my people into the promised land, I will dispossess those people over there. When Moses fell and Joshua takes them in and they get to the most fortified city, he says, this is what you're going to do, boy. You're going to walk around this city and I don't want you to say a thing at all. And you wrap around that thing one time, one day. Do it six days straight. Then on the seventh day, I want you to wrap it seven times. But when it's time, I need you to open your mouth. I need you to release the container that I'm telling you when you shout, I'm going to show up. And so he let them walk around that thing every day one time to see just how big that wall was. And don't you think the people up there weren't thinking, what are they doing? You're not going to get us. You ain't getting in. This bad boy's thick. We have chariot races up here. I don't care what God did with you in Egypt. It ain't happening with Jericho. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You keep on walking. Oh, you back today, huh? Oh, okay. You didn't do nothing yesterday. You ain't going to find a crack. You ain't going to find a crack. Man, you smile. You little. You don't even know how big I am up here. You don't want none of this. There's giants in the land. We got some of them over here. You better keep on. Yes, right. Keep on walking. Oh, oh man, y'all looking tired. You're looking tired. You're looking tired. Hey, mm, throw down some rocks on them, you know, and, and throw some. Yeah, go on. Go on with you. Go on. Oh, y'all here again? Y'all wasting. Y'all so stupid. Look at it. They don't even say nothing. I mean, how, what kind of stupid people are these? Sixth day, then the seventh day. Oh, how many times y'all gonna wrap around this wall? I mean, my gosh, this is the seventh time. Then all of a sudden, I said, then all of a sudden, I said, then all of a sudden. See, day one, they believed the word. This is what we gotta do for the next seven days, and we're off. You know, I'll be doing that to Matthew. I know they're talking. That's my eyes be going. <laughs> Sign language for don't say nothing. Shut your mouth. Just let it go. Just let it go. Right? You know some people because they like. <laughs> Just let it go. Keep on going, right? I'm telling you, sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut. What are we learning here? We're learning when the devil's trying to get you to side with him, shut up. Because your words have containers. But on the seventh day, a trumpet blew, boom, and they went, hey! and they were probably thinking, wow, what is this? How stupid it is. What the? Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, no, the wall's cracking. It's falling. We better go get our sword. Now, notice when the wall came down, they didn't all go. (laughs) 
play dead. No, I'm really going to kill myself. No, they went and officer realized, we're going to have to fight. There's been a breach in a wall. We're going to have to fight. So they went up in there and they had to physically slay the enemy with the sword. The sword always represents the word of God. They had to get the word into that enemy to cut that enemy up, to cut that enemy off, to shut that enemy down. If you don't open your mouth, you will never kill your enemy because you'll never speak your faith. You'll never say what God says. Everybody wants to get out there and say, ah, ha, ha, hallelujah, hallelujah. Right? Though that sword represents the word, you're going to have to go stab your enemy. What'd you say? You have cancer. You liar. By the blood of Jesus Christ, it is written that by his stripes I was healed long time ago. I'm in the healthcare system of the kingdom. If cancer was trying to get up in my body, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. I call it dead. I call it dead all the way down to my DNA. It can't even hang out on my DNA. It can't hang out on no part of my body. I can't. I curse it. I command it to die. I expect Zoe life to flow through my body. Jesus is stripes and paid for my health care. I am the heel of the Lord. I will live and not die. Yeah. You better say something. Instead of watching TV. Are you with me? So next week we're going to find out this. We are to rule with our words. And Proverbs says this, 18:21. Close right here. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. New Living Translation says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And I'm going to tell you right now, Nobody is mute. Everybody's communicating. The question is, what are you communicating? The message says it this way. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Every day I have an opportunity to determine what my container will be hauling. Every day. As a man of God, anointed of God, got the Holy Ghost in me, bearing witness with my spirit, I'm a child of God, and the Holy Ghost come upon me, and I baptize in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Every day, I have an opportunity to confess something, to release something, to say something, and get a container out there that will begin to produce what's in it. And I get help from people. Sometimes I get a little help from my friends. They want to help pull out of my warehouse words. See, there's an emotional warehouse I have. I got to keep that in lockdown. I got this flesh warehouse. I got to keep it locked down. See, there's no, can't be off, but it won't. Sometimes people want to help me pick a lock, open that thing up. Right? They want me to start talking bad. Talking bad about my president, talking bad about the congressman, talking bad about Pastor Marcus, talking bad about somebody else. Are you with me? Complaining. 
gossiping, hating. That stays locked up pretty good. I do a pretty good job. It's the ones that are self-inflicting. Those are the tough ones. You know, when you do something wrong, and you start saying, that was, you're so stupid. And the warehouse just opened up, and the container came out and started to bring ignorance to your life. So stupid. Gosh, what am I doing? I'm such an idiot. The container's coming out and moving around. I guess, I guess what mama said about me is right. And then all mama's containers show up at your house. I guess I'll never get over this. And since you'll never get over it, then everything that you ever did will show up at your house. I'm never going to free, be free from this. I'll never be able to overcome this. And it'll keep just piling up because you keep bringing the containers to the house. They're addressed to you by And then once you finally unload them and start filling them, then you're going to blame somebody else. Well, you know, that church didn't work. That pastor down there, that Bible doesn't really. And guess what? Now the word's not working for you, and that church isn't doing nothing for you, and you're not getting anything out of church. I don't get nothing out of there. You said it. You said it. Ah, oh, but if you could just say, wait a minute. Start seeking God. Because, man, I know I found times when I want to say something, it's better just to go. Because I don't know what to say right now. It'd be better for me to go ahead and kick over in the Holy Ghost than for me to say. Eventually, I get something. And I'll say, God said, God said, but God, no. No, no. No, it's going to be this way. Because God said it this way, and you begin to release it. Say it. Speak it. Say it. And the container starts showing up. And the container, no, I'm fine. I'm going to be great. No, I'm the heel of the Lord. No. You know what? That don't bother. I forgive them. No, that ain't a part of my body. It ain't in my DNA. No, you're going to get in alignment. I get. To, I am so sick and tired of going and fat like something's wrong with me. I, I am not going to say something's wrong with me. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say I'm healed. I'm good. I'm great. I'm awesome. I am man. And then when I go and they diagnose something and I feel good during that, then I'm going to say, I believe God. I'm off it. I'll never have to be it. And I won't get nothing else because I don't have nothing. I am not. Well, they say I'm ADD. Who says? Come on, can I get an amen? Man, let's, let's get this little rudder and let's get it fixed. Because I can look out in these sea of faces and I've seen some Kingdom Institute School of Life graduates and some people been here for years and I'm thinking, some of the junk coming out your mouth, you need to shut up. And if you get offended with that, I'm sorry. But you're about to die. Because you keep confessing and saying and communicating and talking and, and whining and crying and, and begging and borrowing and ah, uh, and ah, uh, and ah, uh, and ah. Uh. Instead of saying, no, nah, what's God say about me? 
No, this is who I am. No, this is what God says. No, this is what we're going to have. No, this is where we're going to go. No, this is what we're going to do. No, this is only what God, I don't care how I feel. I refuse to feel that way. I'm putting on God. I'm putting on his words. I'm saying what he says. I'm not going to succumb to the devil. I'm pulling out my sword. I'm going to cut the enemy down. I'm not dead, beat, or broke. No, I'm alive. I'm whole. I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I have everything I need to accomplish a purpose. I'm wise. I'm smart. I'm good looking. I'm going to be better in another 40 years than I am today. Sickness can't get on me. I'm a child of the king. Everything I put my hand to prospers. My relationships are fruitful. Temptation doesn't own me. I beat it down every time. I'm a champion. I'm an overcomer. I always triumph in Christ Jesus. Woo! That's who I am. Because daddy called me that. That's what daddy said about me. Daddy said, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Daddy said, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Daddy said, I'm the heel of the Lord. Daddy said, I was wise and had understanding. Woo! And that's who I choose to believe. My dad who said in the beginning... Let there be light, and it was.